Hello and welcome back to the Power Switch, gaming's call and talk radio show. My name is Peter Spasia, and today is May 5th, 2019. This is the 66th episode of the podcast. Thank you for tuning in. We use Discord as a means to add and drop callers to talk about video games and switch the power that is found in a typical gaming podcast. You can join our server to participate during recordings at rhymeswithasia.com call. On today's episode, Epic Games buys Rocket League and the first Sonic the Hedgehog movie trailer in our headline roundup. Our main topic is early predictions for Nintendo at E3 2019. And then we will get to your calls if you're tuning in live on Discord. Well, I hope you've been having a great week in games. I've been playing more of Resident Evil 2, still on that first Leon A sort of path. Uh, my first time ever through any Resident Evil 2 you know, iteration, certainly. But I think it's further than I've gotten in a Resident Evil game because last time I was really hesitant about facing Mr. X. And yeah, that was that was stressful, but got through it, got out of the police station, and I'm actually just about to enter the nest facility. So getting pretty close to the end of that first of four technically paths and really enjoying it, having a good time. Uh, so making progress in that. If you're listening early uh, after this goes live, for a couple more days, you still have the Golden Week sales going live on at least PlayStation Network, at least on Steam. Uh, so if you're interested in getting some good game deals, check those out. I would highly recommend for $18 in the United States, the three games of the Zero Escape series. And that's the Nonary Games has the first two. And then Zero Escape, Zero Time Dilemma is the third. And yeah, for 18 bucks total on PS4, great series. I also jumped on the uh, Mega Man 30th Anniversary Collection. So just to have the bunch of those there for a really nice price, all told. So definitely check those out if you're listening in the earlier days uh, after this episode releases. I think it goes until May 7th. But it's been a pretty interesting week as far as normal pop culture goes. I mean, there's the Kentucky Derby race where it was the first disqualification ever for a winner. I mean, you had one of the favorites, Maximum Security, at 4-1 to one cross. And then there was some question about did he veer off in his lane on that last turn? So Country House at 62-1, to one, the second longest long shot ever, takes it. I mean, that's crazy. Detective Pikachu is out in theaters this week. Avengers Endgame passed Titanic for a... Uh, you know, second place all time worldwide growth. So it's about $600 million left uh, for to catch Avatar. It's exciting times, but it was also an exciting time in the video game industry. That's what we're here to talk about. So let's get through the biggest stories of the past week in our headline roundup. Epic Games has purchased Rocket League developer Psyonix. The terms of the deal have not been disclosed, but you can tell that this is certainly a move towards esports. Uh, Psyonix and Rocket League want to grow the presence of Rocket League at esports events, but don't really have the means and the connections to do so. Psyonix and Epic kind of grew up next to each other in a way in North Carolina uh, back in the day, so they're close naturally to begin with, and so Epic makes sense as a perfect partner. Uh, that should mean big things for Rocket League in the esports scene going forward. But what does it mean for those owning Rocket League on Steam because of course Epic Games have their Epic Games store and they're trying to push exclusivity deals there. Uh, it hasn't been fully locked down but the assumption is that by the end of 2019 is when the move from Steam to Epic will take place. You'll no longer be able to purchase Rocket League on Steam 
but players who have it will still be able to play it. And at least supporting uh, through patches and whatnot should run for a little while on Steam, but just think, I mean, going forward, the future of updates on Rocket League will then have to be on the Epic Game Store. So a big shift, a big move. I do wonder what the, the dollar amount was for that, but that was definitely one of the big mover and shaker stories this week in the video game industry. On a different front, it was the Sonic the Hedgehog movie trailer. And boy, there are a lot of reactions to that one. A lot of memes, of course, going around. Jim Carrey's performance as a Robotnik before he becomes the Mad Doctor. And that tease at the end, I'll tell you what, that better be like a final boss battle at the end of the movie sort of thing. Not as a sequel hook in a mid or end post-credits thing. Don't, don't tease us like that, but you gotta fix... Sonic, you gotta get those human teeth out of there. And it looks like the director is taking to all of this feedback. The director, Jeff Fowler, said, quote, The message is loud and clear. You aren't happy with the design and you want changes. It's going to happen. Everyone at Paramount and Sega are fully committed to making this character the best he can be. And how this happens without the movie getting delayed, I'm not sure. There's all talk of, was this a fake trailer? Was it fake Mark? No, <laughs> let's be honest. They wanted to put on a, a good presentation. And if you look at the clip back from you know, several episodes ago, uh, a rumor's out there right now that says Coolio's Gangsta's Paradise may be playing in the trailer. And boy, I kind of hope that's true because that would be something to watch. I mean, man, the leaks called that one with uh, Gangster's Paradise, so very interesting <laughs> just to see that one. And also the, the talk that they're going to see if they can try to change it, but we'll see if they can actually pull that off. PlayStation Plus and Xbox Live Gold Games have been announced for their free game offerings for May 2019. For Sony on PlayStation Plus, the two PS4 games this month are Overcooked, you know, some great multiplayer action, just the original game, not the sequel, but... That should be a really good time. And What Remains of Edith Finch. This one I've played. I highly recommend it if you have not played What Remains of Edith Finch. It's kind of exploring different game types in a way as they go through this walking simulator narrative as you're exploring this house in a way kind of like Gone Home, but it's like a two to three hour game. I mean, gotta check out What Remains of Edith Finch. I mean, one of the sleepers for that year that it came out. Absolutely. For Microsoft and Xbox Live Gold, Xbox One games, Marooners is available from May 1st to 31st. Also, The Golf Club 2019 featuring PGA Tour is available from May 16th to June 15th. Over on the Xbox 360 offerings, Earth Defense Force, Insect Armageddon is available from May 1st to the 15th, the first half of the month. And the second half of the month, it's Comic Jumper. Also on Xbox 360, those games, of course, playable on Xbox One through backwards compatibility. So, again, kind of a weaker month. I mean, let's see, will PlayStation eventually make the move to offer more than just two PS4 games? Will they throw in a VR game in there, perhaps? Uh, time will tell. But I, I do recommend, out of those offerings, certainly, What Remains of Edith Finch. I mean, can't recommend that one enough. There is a new Earthworm Jim game being made and it's announced as an Intellivision Amico exclusive. Now there's a lot to unpack with this one. Certainly it's the Earthworm Jim team reuniting after 25 years, and there are certainly uh, thoughts to be had about those on the team for sure, but I think the big tie that you have to connect here 
is through Tommy Tallarico. Tommy Tallarico, one of the frontmen behind the Video Games Live tour, but he's also the original sound composer, sound designer, music composer for the Earthworm Jim series. And he's also now the CEO and president of Intellivision. So when in October 2018, Intellivision announced that they're making the Intellivision Amico and they're going to try to launch it with an estimated release date of October 10th, 2020, kind of have a price range between 150 and 180 US dollars with the idea that all of the games on it are going to be platform exclusive, that they will be between three and $8 to purchase, no DLC. They're trying to see if they can fit in this niche sort of market in the console business. And I'm not sure that it's necessary to really go there, especially if at the end of 2020, it's, we're talking PS5, we're talking the next generation of Xbox with Scarlet and all that. Even at the two skews, we'll see what happens at E3 2019, right? But if those systems are coming out then, and then you have this Intellivision, you're, you're playing at the older demographic, certainly, that remembers uh, Intellivision back in the day, but are you going to want to be playing Atari games when there are these other games offered? So, again, I don't know if Earthworm Jim is necessarily the franchise to bring it back, but Tommy Tallarico is the connection to there, just keep that in mind. And then finally, there is an announcement likely coming this week about a new Tom Clancy game. There was an update that was pushed to Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Wildlands, and it had kind of hidden information in the code about a fictional organization called Skell Technology. And this, this info was kind of prepping up this fictional event called Skellcon, which they said in the, the metadata in a way takes place on May 9th at 2.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 11.30 a.m. Pacific. There is also apparently with videos and websites and things, there's like a rating pending badge from the ESRB, which kind of suggests that it'll be a new game in the Tom Clancy universe. People are wondering what it could be, and there's a lot of speculation going into Ubisoft's E3 2019 about a new Splinter Cell. I mean, after all, last year on the Walmart Canada League, right, there was Splinter Cell. Probably not going to be that, though. I wouldn't surprise me, though, if it was going to be, you know, Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon 2, or like a big DLC expansion for that. That actually might be the more likely as far as the turnaround time, but just keep an eye on that on, on this Friday, this coming Friday, for something Tom Clancy related to pop up. Certainly should be an exciting time. So let's talk about the game and release date announcements from the past week. Darkwood has been announced for May 14th on PS4, May 16th on Nintendo Switch, and May 17th on Xbox One. This is a game that was originally on PC. It's a top-down survival horror game that they say doesn't rely on jump scares. I heard pretty good things about it, but you know, coming to consoles on these different days here. Oculus will have a big release on May 21st for their two upcoming VR headsets. And so the difference is pretty significant in the sense that you have Oculus Quest, which is the all-in-one, all-encompassing, no PC needed, uh, sort of VR headset. It starts at $399 for a 64 gigabyte model. And I think for $128, it's $499, $100 difference there. But that's, you know, the storage on board, the processing on board in the visor, and you have the motion controller. So that's all kind of inclusive there. That was advertised with Beat Saber a couple weeks ago, right? But then also Oculus Rift S is the updated version on Rift, which is PC powered. Also releases on May 21st also at 399. 
Bloodstained Ritual of the Night finally has a release date. It's June 18th for PS4, Xbox One, and PC, and then June 25th on Nintendo Switch. Now, apparently the Switch version was a little rough at uh, PAX East recently, so it makes sense why they have at least the extra week for some extra polishing, but definitely watch for reviews on that one on Switch. I had this way back during the Kickstarter on PS4, and I'm kind of excited now that this is finally coming out. Uh, of course, this is the Koji Igarashi game, who you know, he's behind the classic Castlevania, especially Symphony of the Night. And uh, this updated trailer shows a revamped graphic style. So it looks pretty good, pretty excited, and um, it's already paid for for me, but uh, check it out if that seems to be your thing. Not to be outdone on the VR headset, though, Valve Index, we mentioned several weeks back, is Valve's attempt at, you know, first-party hardware, the, the VR setup there. Different price points when Valve Index launches on June 28th. Starts fully at $9.99 for the visor, the controllers, the base stations. Uh, if you're a Vive user and you have those base stations and you just want the visor and controller, $7.49. And for just the visor, $4.99. So, phew, I mean, that $9.99 is a really high price point. But consider this. Valve's apparently talking about that they're aiming for a flagship VR title aimed for all VR headsets coming in 2019. And man, if, if this is somehow in the vein of a portal, a Left 4 Dead, heaven forbid, a Half-Life, and they really try to cater the best experience on a Valve headset, that may get some people to jump. Anyway, let's get to our main topic and talk about Nintendo at E3 2019. We're just about a month out from E3 2019, and I know that's crazy how quickly the show is coming up upon us. Last year, we kind of did these shows where we talked about just early predictions, like early thoughts, and I kind of want to flesh that out a little bit more and kind of think, with a month out, where are we at for certain topics? So, I mean, we'll start with Nintendo today, but I'm sure a Microsoft show is due, a third-party show, depending on how we break it up, to kind of talk about, with a month out, what are all of the possible things that could be announced? Like, try to predict as many realistic talking points as possible. And we start with Nintendo, not only because, you know, the makeup of some of our listeners right now, but also because it's something I'm really passionate about. And also, I think Nintendo has the most kind of floating out there, whether it's from past directs, whether it's from speculation about what their possible plans at E3 2019 could be. So I kind of wanted to break down all of these talking points before we eventually, you know, if we do a, a contest this year, like a yes or no contest, like we've done in the past, where I kind of pitch questions that could be answered yes or no going into E3. We'll save that for a few weeks before, which is getting pretty close, right? But for this, I wanted to really just kind of fully flesh out what Nintendo could offer at E3 2019. So we'll start and go from most likely, essentially, to least likely. And I've broken these up into three categories. We'll start with what I think are the locks, then we get to the chances, and then the bold. So we'll start with these locks here for E3 2019. I think a lock is certainly Super Mario Maker 2. Super Mario Maker 2, they'll flesh it out a little bit. Maybe they 
just really touch on it quickly because it launches on June 28th. It's like the last bit. Maybe they'll say, and yes, Amiibos are finally supported, right? But give us that little touch before it launches on June 28th. I think that's that certainly will be talked about. Just like Pokemon Sword and Shield will be. I mean, the first you know mainline RPGs for that series on a console. And they're really going to push the handheld side of things, right? So, I mean, whether it's showing more new Pokemon or what, what's kind of, if they do the treehouse, right? They'll do a little demo of the first hour or two. Pokemon Sword and Shield will hear more information, maybe about the armored Pokemon. That should be one of the bigger announcements there. Not really like the mega evolutions, but this kind of gimmick this time around. I think Super Smash Brothers Ultimate DLC is also a must. And I'm going to be kind of bold here in a little bit. I mean, we'll get one character for sure. How soon it will release after E3? Hard to say. It could be available now, surprise, or it could be it'll be in a couple weeks or even this month. But I think we'll hear about two characters. And I think that because uh, we found out a couple weeks, within the last couple weeks at least, that on release date of Super Smash Bros. Ultimate Soccer, I mentioned that he's, his team is working on the first three characters. And of course, you know about Joker. But it wouldn't surprise me to hear about, here's one character, he's available really soon. But and to kind of whet the appetite for what's in the future, I think we'll hear about character number three. And it kind of then, here's three of the five characters, buy the, the fighter pass and, and get on that. But we'll definitely hear about Super Smash Bros. Ultimate DLC. Right now, I mean, you've heard a past episode, I think the most likely candidates as far as what makes the most sense for the markets and for the numbers driving sales to Super Smash Brothers. I, I feel like Erdrick from Dragon Quest is a, a pretty safe bet. And if, if I think, I think a Microsoft announcement would be a really big splash at E3. And I've, I've said for a while now, I'd love for it to be Banjo. Like that would be in my heart of hearts a dream. But Steve from Minecraft makes more sense for sales and driving the numbers. I mean, it's one of the biggest games of all time. And you want that representation in your game. But a lot of Dark Horse candidates, a lot of people out there talking about Sora. And I'm not going to lie. I'd be real excited about that. I just don't see it happening with the Disney licensing. It's got to be a two-way street. It's got to work for both them and for Sakurai and his team. So that'll be very exciting. Also a lock, I think, is Fire Emblem Three Houses. Uh, comes out in July, would be very soon after E3. What's new? Show some updated gameplay. I think that would make the most sense. The least likely lock, I think, but I feel like we've got to hear more about it, is Animal Crossing. And if there's going to be a game that dominates the conversation of the show, I feel like Animal Crossing is a really good pick. So let's hear the title. What's What's the big deal about this one. How well does the online work? You visit all your friends' towns. I mean, let's let's start hearing some information about Animal Crossing. See that art style. Learn all about it. So, locks, yeah, Super Mario Maker 2, Pokemon Sword and Shield, Smash Brothers DLC, Fire Emblem, Animal Crossing. I think those you can feel pretty confident in. As far as chances go, I feel like, you know, we may be hearing a little bit about this soon, actually. Uh, Cadence of Hyrule is supposed to come out very soon. And there was an email that was leaked from, I think it was Nintendo of Europe, who had Cadence of Hyrule pegged for May. So I've got it as the best chance here, because if something happens to it, you know, I'm sure we'll hear a little bit about it, especially with the Legend of Zelda and uh, Crypt of the Necrodancer sort of crossover there. But 
I would imagine it launches before E3, so let's put it in the high chance category, but certainly Cadence of Hyrule. Sticking with Zelda, though, The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. Uh, this and the next one I kind of have pegged as chances because I could see them coming towards the end of the year, and maybe they don't necessarily talk about them at E3 if their slate is full, but maybe they'd save it for like a fall direct, and here it comes. So Link's Awakening is one that we certainly could hear more about, just like Luigi's Mansion 3, and I feel like that's a no-brainer for Halloween time. Give them the spooks at a spook time. So, But again, it could be you know too far away from E3. That's why I have it in the chance category here. Astral Chain, I'm excited for it, but I don't know if it's big enough for the E3 stage, especially if we're talking about all these things already. Uh, but if, if it's still at the end of August, maybe we hear about Astral Chain. Uh, same thing with Town from Game Freak. I mean, we only heard so much about that, really. The weakest chance, though, I think, is Damon X Machina. And we've heard about it for a couple directs, but there was the sort of test beta phase, the demo, and it seemed like they had some work to do. So it wouldn't surprise me if the release has been pushed back there for a little. That's why I kind of put it in the weakest chance category. But again, Cadence of Hyrule, Link's Awakening, Luigi's Mansion 3, Astral Chain, Town, Damon X Machina. Now we get to the bold category, <laughs> and this is where we kind of, it's almost not like predictions in a way, but topics that really kind of go above and beyond uh, just your average prediction. Uh, so let's start right off the bat. Will there be new Nintendo Switch hardware? Now we know from the financial call that it will not be announced at E3, according to Nintendo. Like we've said before on the past episode, though, that doesn't necessarily mean that during this stretch, this one-month stretch before E3, I mean, we've seen Nintendo announce Labo VR on a Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, out of nowhere, Labo VR. So they're not, you know, totally opposed to dropping big announcements out of nowhere leading up to E3. And you've seen those Bloomberg reports. You've seen the software slate that is going right from the end of June, which when it could be released at the end of June, maybe, you know, sort of bundled with Mario Maker 2. I don't know, just saying. And then all of the games that are in summer and Pokemon in the fall. If you're wanting to launch a Switch Lite that everyone can take with them, focusing on the handheld, Pokemon Sword and Shield is developing for the handheld, the idea of a Switch Lite coming soon makes too much sense right now. And if Nintendo's saying no hardware at E3 doesn't totally take out the before time window here in May. So that's why I have it as like the biggest bold chance, essentially. Just like where is Retro Studios? Where is that character at the bottom of that Reggie art? Who is that? Will they be ready to show it at E3? That's certainly a possibility. Metroid Prime 4, we won't see. But what about Metroid Prime Trilogy? Give it a Q3 launch. Give players something to play on their Switch as they wait for Prime 4 to be a 2021 at best game. Uh, same thing with Bayonetta 3. I know Platinum's been talking a little bit about of an odd development sort of cycle for Bayonetta 3, but I'm not sure we'll see anything about it at this year's E3, but we can put it in the bold category. Same thing with Shin Megami Tensei 5. Remember that announcement? Yeah. Yeah, that's a thing. Where is that? Well, we could see something 
about that for sure, but possibly. Hey, don't don't put your hopes up for that one. And now we have just like different ideas of what could be some bold announcements that Nintendo could make. Uh, for example, Nintendo Switch Online needs more games than just NES. Is this where at E3 2019 do they announce Super Nintendo games? Is that where this happens? Also different DLC updates for different games. Do you get a Super Mario Party DLC update or Mario Tennis Aces with some more characters? Kirby Star Allies, do you, you know, put some more DLC updates that way? Or is this even a year for a sequel tease? I mean, something like the next 3D Zelda that's based on the Breath of the Wild engine. Do we get a little tease for that? Or is there a Super Mario Odyssey 2 in the works that kind of takes maybe DLC ideas and makes it into its full-fledged game like uh, you know Mario Galaxy 2? Is this the year for something like that? Is this even the show where Labo VR updates and we get some more beyond just, oh, Mario and Zelda have them, but I mean, do we get some more games that... Here's an update for Labo VR. We're really happy with how it's being sold. We'll focus on that. Ports are certainly a possibility, like the last Wii U ports that could still yet come over onto Nintendo Switch. So we're talking Super Mario 3D World. We're talking The Wonderful 101. We're talking Xenoblade Chronicles X. I mean, these games could still come over and, oh man, if I were hoping. <laughs> I mean, uh, what's, what's that game? Tokyo Mirage Sessions, uh, Sharp FE. You know, the Shimigami Tensei Crossfire Emblem. Does that come over onto Switch? I mean, a man can dream, right? Also, GameCube ports. I mean, is that even a low? I and mean, we're getting to the low end here, right? The, the really bold sort of calls and predictions. But GameCube ports like Super Mario Sunshine, Paper Mario Thousand Year Door. Do GameCube games like that start to come over in some fashion? Beyond, again, assuming if Microsoft and Nintendo sort of partner with a Smash Brothers announcement, or at a Microsoft show, they say, you know, here's Ori and the Blind Forest uh, 2, or no, sorry, Ori, Will, and the Wisps. So the sequel to Ori and the Blind Forest, but then, oh, don't worry, Ori is coming out on Nintendo Switch. I mean, beyond that, are there any Microsoft ports? Uh, does that happen at all? Do we see the formations of a partnership? We won't certainly see, I don't think, anyway. Starting at the talk of Game Pass and xCloud on Switch. E3 2020, perhaps another issue. But I think too soon this year, when we don't even know the official name beyond Project xCloud. And then finally, uh, is the 3DS mentioned at all? And it certainly sounded like from the financials that 3DS, we're done talking about 3DS. So <laughs> again, a lot to cover there. I mean, in the bowl, just to run it down quickly again, uh, Switch Lite, if we're talking hardware, Whereas Retro Studios, do we get Metroid Prime Trilogy, Bayonetta 3, Shin Megami Tensei 5, SNES games on Switch Online, any DLC updates, sequel teases, Labo VR updates, Wii U ports, GameCube ports, Microsoft ports, or is the 3DS mentioned at all? So a whole lot of things to kind of think about what Nintendo's E3 2019 Direct and Treehouse and beyond what that could be. And I think out of all the companies this year, because, you know, Sony's not in it and EA is not doing a conference, Nintendo has the most to show, the most to prove, I think, especially continuing the success of the Switch as their competition starts to think towards next generation. So 
things to all think about before we you know do a contest and we ask yes or no questions. This is kind of what I'm thinking about for Nintendo. So this is the point of the show where we go to the callers and we have you call in on rhymeswithasia.com slash call, our Discord channel, and have you contribute to the show. You could talk about the main topic. You could talk about the headlines, what you're playing recently. The floor is open to you. I'm here every Sunday afternoon to allow you to contribute to a video game podcast. I mean, that's right. You want to be on a game podcast, this gives you the opportunity to do so. So uh, just giving you that opportunity. But right now, let's uh, transition into our end of the show, and we'll talk about the games that are coming out this week. First of all, it's a game console. Xbox One S All Digital Edition launch is on May 7th for $249. Should be interesting to see how successful that is. And that should be very interesting. Puyo Puyo Champions comes to PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC on Tuesday, May 7th. Shakedown Hawaii comes to PS4, PC, Switch, and Vita on May 7th. Life is Strange 2 Episode 3 comes to PS4, Xbox One, and PC on Thursday, May 9th. Uh, That'll be my pick for the week. I'm excited to continue that story, but it's been a long time since Episode 2, so they really have to do a good job to pick that story back up and keep it going. Uh, It's been a long time between episodes for Life is Strange 2. Yakuza Kiwami 2 comes to PC on May 9th, good port of that Yakuza game. And Saints Row the Third, the full package, comes to Nintendo Switch on Friday, May 10th. And that'll do it for this episode of The Power Switch. We are hosted by RhymesWithAsia.com, and we're on YouTube and Twitch at RhymesWithAsia. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at The Power Switch. I'm at Pete Speakeasy. You can email us any questions, concerns, comments, or opportunities at powerswitchpod at gmail.com. You can subscribe to the Power Switch on podcast services such as Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher. And if you could be so kind as to leave a review, that would really help as well. But most importantly, to participate in future episodes, you should join our community on Discord by visiting rhymeswithasia.com slash call. It's a small but growing community, so now is the perfect time to have your voice heard on this podcast. If you'd like a YouTube video to watch this week, uh, coming out this week on Original Sound Chat, the podcast I do with the Dobaga about video game soundtracks and the games that inspire them, uh, we're talking about, he talks about Donkey Kong 64, uh, the first game from his youth, which is, it's crazy to think about. I've never, never played that one, but I love Metal Gear Solid 2 Sons of Liberty, and that's the game I talk about this week on that show. Metal Gear Solid 2 has a documentary on YouTube that I found very interesting in my research for it. I wanted to recommend to you all because it was made back in 2001. Not only get to see uh, young Hideo Kojima, but just what it was like to make a game back then. It's called Metal Gear Solid 2, The Making of a Hollywood Game. It's in our show notes. You can find it through that search on YouTube. But I found it very interesting that it's, it's a documentary that is almost 20 years old about making a Hollywood game. So certainly very interesting. Hope you continue to have a great week in games. I mean, yeah, we're almost a month away from E3. That's crazy. Uh, But looking forward to talking about that all with you in the coming weeks. So please stay tuned to our Discord channel as everything develops. And regardless, whether it's live or on your own time, I look forward to you joining us for our next episode. With that, I'm Peter Spasia. Until next time, switch up, call in, game on.